market. The S&P. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast where we talk about one of my favourite topics, of course, money. And joining me as always, Mr. Scott Phillips. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Fools. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Scott. Good to have you on board today. Thank you, sir. We are talking, well, we're going hunting for the elusive unicorn. What is it? And are we in the midst of a unicorn bubble? Of course, Scott, we have to talk about Pokemon Go, the craze that is sweeping the world, how Nintendo may have in fact grabbed a big one. And also Android Pay, what is it? Are you using it? Should you use it? And a whole bunch more. Scott, let's start off with uh, a unicorn. Um, what is a unicorn? It's one of those horse things with the horn, Andrew. <laughs> there's, a, there's another type of unicorn that I'm, I'm searching for. No, just the horse with the horn. Let, let, let me uh, help you out here. All right, thank you. Man. So the unicorn is uh, a name that's been given to a particular type of company. Right. And there's a lot A company more... with a horn? Uh, no, no. Right. <laughs> Forget the horn. Forget the horn, okay. Forget okay. the horn. Okay. okay, so these are companies that generally have a very short life. They're very new, and they're valued at over $1 billion or more. Billion with a B. With a B. Right. So you would have heard of a lot of these. Uber, we've talked about on the podcast before, uh, Spotify, Airbnb, uh, Snapchat, Pinterest, Dropbox, the list goes on Every and on possible and on. tech buzzword you come up with, you just listed there <laughs> yeah. in the last three seconds, uh, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Right, okay. And as I said, we've talked about a couple of these before, uh, Uber, Airbnb, and these companies are just going gangbusters. If you'd bought shares in the early days, if you'd been able to buy shares in the early days, you would have made an absolute fortune. But here's the thing. They don't, well, generally speaking, they don't make any money. And I guess to some degree, right, the whole idea of the unicorn is that they don't really exist. They're somewhat mythical. Is that is that part <laughs> of the allure as well? They're rare. They're, they're, um, absolutely, they're <laughs> mythical. And, and it, it, it's very, very familiar too. You and I are both old enough to remember uh, a time when tech stocks were all the rage, valuations were out the window, no one was caring about profits. We're going to party like it's 1999, Andrew. Exactly. It's, the year is 1999. Every man and his dog is loading up on tech stocks. Uh, no one cares yeah. about profit. It's all about, remember at the time, the metric was eyeballs. <laughs> it was indeed. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about profits. As long as people are using your website, you're a, it's an absolute guarantee of making a fortune. Well, that was the thing, right? I mean, back in the day, we, we knew, everyone knew that the internet was, was going to be huge. Just right? quietly, back in the day, it makes us sound very old. Can we just get past that a little bit? <laughs> we can pretend that we're not. But... <laughs> But look, we, we were there. Right. I, I, right, I, had yeah. ju- I had just started out in the industry. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You're I, 18, right? Is I, that what you're trying to tell I me? bought a company called Liberty One. Some listeners may, may remember Liberty that. Liberty One. They were a tech darling. I didn't know anything about anything. And, but, Sounds expensive. But the share price was, was going up. Hey. And, and I thought that was a good thing. Can't possibly lose. So I, I put a little bit of money in it. And I actually like tripled it or something crazy. Um well, at least until I did it. And then, <laughs> and then it went down and it went down. And then I bought more. I averaged oh, down. Long story short, I lost a whole bunch of money. And in hindsight, it it wasn't that odd. I mean, these guys didn't make a profit. In rough percentage terms, how much did you lose? Oh, uh, well, relative to what I had at the time. (laughs) No, no, how how much was on that that particular investment? Oh, I probably lost five grand or something. That was a lot of money for me. Yeah, it's still a lot of money. And did it it go completely broke? It went completely broke. Completely broke. (laughs) Stay tuned, listeners. We're going to give you great investment advice, I promise. (laughs) I averaged down the whole way because I I was smart, you see. I wasn't panicking. You know, I was- getting cheaper. It's worth buying more. People are panicking. It's even better value. And plus, if I buy a bunch more now, (laughs) my average price looks lower. So I don't look as dumb, you know? It, no. it, look, it was a disaster. I shouldn't laugh, Andrew. I've done plenty of my own investment mistakes in the past too, but uh, it's good to sometimes rub our own noses in some of those well, mistakes. Th- this, this is why I think this unicorn story is interesting because it just has so many parallels. 
You know, again, at the time, we, we didn't really know what the business models were going to be for these online companies. We know mm -hmm. we knew that they were going to be big. You know, we knew that they were going to disrupt a whole bunch of traditional business. And frankly, as long as there were a lot of people going to your, to your quote unquote website, um, <laughs> you, you know, we... We knew again, quote unquote, that this was going to be huge and people piled in and, and, you know, any kind of valuation be damned. And, and you fast forward through to today and it's the same kind of thing. Or is it, is there a difference between now and then? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, I think that the big challenge for investors right now is separating the, the men from the boys in the sense that, you know, there will be exceptions that prove the rule. Mm. Thinking back to 1999, there are a whole lot of companies that went broke. Mm. Frankly, there are a whole lot of companies who've never even 18 years later Retain or regain those sorts of market caps they had at the yeah, time. This that, was if they're lucky enough to still be around. Exactly, that's right. Now some though have done exceptionally well. Mm. So think about the Amazons and the Ebays. They're probably the two that stand out most yep. significantly. Yep. They they were the exceptions that proved the rule, and I think mm. that's a really important difference because it's easy to not look at all of them and say a lot went broke, therefore they're all going to go broke. Or conversely, some did well, therefore all will do well. The next yep. Amazon, the next eBay, yep. Yep. maybe. Maybe you're getting the next Amazon, yeah, or just maybe you're buying the next Liberty One. And this is the this is the real challenge for investors is, you know, depending on your personality, you can look at the tech crash and say, thank God I never went there, I'm never going to go there again. I'm yeah. staying well away from tech yep. companies. Yep. That's very reasonable. Or you could say either I bought Amazon or sorry, I'm smart enough, I'll be able to find the next Amazon. This one, this one right here, this is the exception that proves the rule. The chances of you getting that right, unfortunately, are very slim. That, that's true. Although, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because that's, that's what I do. You do. And, and, and I would say that I think it is a little bit different this time around. And this time around, the... Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so, so John Templeton, back in the 800s, said the four most dangerous words in investing are, this time it's different. You've started with, it's okay, this time it's different. Well... I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, as I said, and, and hear me out. So this time round, yes. we've got a much clearer idea of what the business models are. We know that, well, again, allegedly. The, you know, the analysts out there allegedly, allegedly are looking at things like acquisition rates. They're looking at the rates of retention, average revenue per user. And, and they know that this is a kind of, Eyeballs. this is the kind of business <laughs> where generally speaking, you spend a whole bunch of money acquiring a client yeah. and then they pay you a little bit each month. So it takes a while to recoup that initial investment. But, and here's the important part, after that point, pretty much all of that subscription just drops straight to the bottom line and you have a very, very profitable oh, business. Prof all those ones that are already making profit. <laughs> well, eventually. If in theory, Eventually. if things go well. And the other theory is as well is that you need to spend big. You don't want to worry about profit at this stage because this is a land grab. There's only going to be one chance in history for the likes of an Uber to establish itself and capture the market share. If it was worried about profitability from day one, it wouldn't have grown to the phenomenon that it is today. Said the man from Liberty One. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> And, and that's why, that's why it's different. We've, we've got similar kind of things on our, zero is probably the best known one. These guys don't make any money as well, but there's, there's sales, there's actual money being made, at least at the top line. And it's growing and growing and growing. And, growing. and you can foresee a time when cash flow starts becoming positive, profits start appearing at the bottom line, and then things really start to hockey stick. Maybe. <laughs> You're a zero shareholder, right? I am a zero shareholder. Okay, okay. Let's stop talking your book for a second because <laughs> okay. we can all we can all do that. I've got a list of companies I can mention if, uh, if our listeners will buy them. Go zero. Look, I think. Look, you make you make a very good point, and, and as much as I was being a little bit flippant before, I think there is you know 
investors writ large have definitely learned the lesson of the past. We're no longer buying just eyeballs or just business models. There's real revenue. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, there are some very specific parts of these businesses that make sense. One of the key ones is the, the often talked about network effect. And that is the more people who use your service, yep. the more people who are going to use your service because of that. Whether that's yep. Uber or Airbnb, think about Airbnb, the more rooms that are listed, the more people will go to find rooms. Yep. The more people will go to find rooms, the more rooms will be listed. Yep. And it becomes a soft, not self-fulfilling profit. A virtuous a, cycle. A virtuous cycle, mm. exactly. And mm. so those things are, are undoubtedly positive. And I think there is real value. The challenge for investors, I think, for me is twofold. The mm. first is these companies, most of these companies, if not all of them, don't make any money. Yeah, valuation all. is tough. And that, Well, the second part is valuation in itself. Yeah. It doesn't make money and it's worth a billion dollars. Yeah. This isn't a $100 million company making you no money yeah. or a $200 million right. company. Making, this is a billion. Someone, someone out there, investors out there are paying a billion dollars yep. for the hope that maybe possibly somewhere down the track, if they're lucky and if things go yeah, well, if they don't part. get disrupted, yeah. they'll make some money. And I think that's the hard part is yep. all these things. Even if... You know, we are we are one level better off because people are looking for business models. Mm. The problem is they're also paying a lot for those business models. And True. relative to the past, yes, they're not paying a small amount of money for no business. Yeah. They're paying a very, very large amount of money for a decent business model. Yeah. And so yeah. part of the exercise is, will this business be successful? Mm -hmm. And frankly, think about some of the others that, that have or could have been successful. Like to say Spotify, for example. Right. Right. Very, very little chance of actually making money at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, Apple Music and... Uh, Google Play Music, yep. the whole lot. Yep. Guevara we talked about. Well, exactly, all these yeah. streaming services. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, who, who could possibly make some money in certain circumstances, they're far from guaranteed to actually make that cash. Yeah, and I think that's that's the lesson, right? So just, just they are, it is perhaps a little bit different this time, but you know, it's an, it's an investing eternal truth is that what the price you pay matters. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Now, can we stop talking about mythical beings and talk about something else? Okay. Well, how about Pokemon? <laughs> the mythical being. Oh, thing. sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there anyway oh, okay. because we have to, because the, the entire world is talking about this thing called Pokemon Go. Have you got it on your phone? I don't have it on my I'm phone. I'm so thankfully. surprised that you don't have it on your phone. <laughs> I couldn't, I can't believe it. Listen, stay tuned. The next thing, I'm not sure what other mythical characters Andrew will come up with, but stick with us. We'll go through Pokemon and then we'll see what comes next. <laughs> so Pokemon Go, Scott, it's, it's sweeping the world by storm. This is, this is an app you put on your phone and you go around trying to, to catch Pokemon. Now, this is owned by... <laughs> hang, hang so what's a Pokemon? I don't know. Can we start there? I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little mythical creature that... I don't know. And we're throwing our phones at them to catch them? Or are you catching them with nets? You press a button on your phone and you capture it. It's, it's fun, apparently. Oh, that, that, I, I, Mate, I, well, you, you said before that we're too old, and now we are, we are proving it. I feel like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm way too old for this shit, I've got to tell you. All right. So whatever, whatever we might think of it, a hell of a lot of people like it. A hell of a lot of people are using it. I'll tell you what, Andrew. So many people are using it that in the last couple of days, there's been tweets from the New South Wales Police Force really? and the New South Wales Department of Justice yeah. both saying, be careful playing Pokemon Go. The coppers are saying, don't use your phone when you're in the car trying to catch Pokemon. <laughs> oh, the Department of Justice came out with a tweet and yeah. said, there are no Pokemon in courthouses. Don't bring your phone into a courthouse and try and find Pokemon. <laughs> if, this, if that's not Got to catch them all. Well, I guess... <laughs> I've got to say, if that's not a sign of things going completely bananas, I don't know what is. Well, so here's where it becomes more relevant for, for you and I. Um, you remember, you remember going to talk about investing? We're going to talk about Rather investing. I'm, I'm going to swing this okay. around to right. investing. Here we go. He's so, on a long run. So Pokemon Go is, is uh, licensed by the Pokemon, Pokemon company. Nintendo own about a third of that company. 
So I didn't Nintendo. That were the consoles I had when I was six. Right? Super Mario Brothers. There you go. Mario Kart was was always my my game of I think choice. I, California Games, I think, was my was that my was one. that was a classic too. Again, showing our age. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, so so this has come out of the blue, seemingly mm-hmm. like like all good fads do. And what we've seen here is we've through its ownership stake, Nintendo shares were up massively. What about seventy percent in a week? Yep, they f- they jumped twenty five percent in a day, and yep. it finished as we record this. They were seventy percent up on the same price they were a week ago. Seventy percent. What's that in dollar terms? It's close to about eighteen billion dollars. Holy moly! So and nine million dollars that in a single day, by the way. Wow. Billion. 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 Think about unicorns are one billion. This is nine unicorns all arrived on the back of a Pokemon game. Well, it doesn't make sense. Now, here's the, here's the, here's <laughs> which, the, which bit, the catching the mythical creatures bit or the massive evaluation of the be more, I've got to be more specific here. All right. Here's the thing with Pokemon Go, and this is, is becoming more and more the standard model for, for these kinds of businesses. It's free. I can download it from the iTunes store now or from Android Play. It doesn't cost me a cent. What were you talking about? Weird business models. We're telling you that it's $9 billion in value on base of a free game. But you can pay. There's optional extras. Oh, sure. So so I can either have it free or I can pay for you, it. Well. I wonder what, option A, option B. Well, here's the, here's the thing. It's fascinating. We've actually got a very, very good case study. And we've got the case. Do you remember Candy Crush? Only, only by reputation. I haven't played Candy Crush. Oh, either, you really are out of touch. So, <laughs> Candy Candy Crush is a no game. No one listening to this is surprised by. Yeah. <laughs> Candy Crush no is, is another yeah. free to play game. It's right. on everyone's. You just on the train, you see everyone playing this thing. It kind of looks like a pokey machine, basically. There's right. Things falling down. You're swiping things. Anyway, what they've you're we, selling. Uh, we know from from um, from what they've told us, what they've told the market, ninety six percent of people don't pay for that. But <laughs> you're still not selling it I'm to me. This is how good my mass is. All right. That means that if not, that means four percent of people do pay for it. No flies on you. And no, that's it. I didn't even need to calculate it for that. Four <laughs> percent of the people who pay for it. Some of those, in fact, a good chunk of those, pay a lot for it. And the the, the markets are so big. Literally anyone in the world who's got a smartphone is a potential customer. So when you get four percent of a very 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 large number. And you've got to think too, these businesses, there's no distribution cost for an app. You put it on the app store mm. and off it goes. You don't have to box something up. You don't have to put it on a disc. So it's very easy to distribute. It's very, very high gross margins. And it's a very, very, very big market. And for scale, we actually should say people are, there, is, there are expectations that by the end of this week, we're recording this, there might be more people playing Pokemon Go that are on Twitter. In total. It's, it's just, it's a total mind blow. It's, so it's not entirely crazy that shares in Nintendo should rise. 70% admittedly is quite a lot. <laughs> so $18 billion is even more, I have to tell you. That's great. It's so amazing. So, but should I run out and buy Nintendo shares? It's listed in, in Japan on the Nikkei. Can I? I can. You should can. I? I would say that would be a, <laughs> what, what do they say on Yes Minister? That would be a very courageous decision. A very courageous decision. Look, you know, this is a, this is a great, it, it's a great story for the media. Yep. Lots of headlines, lots of photos. There were people, you know, hundreds of people in a park in, in Rhodes and Sydney's inner west recently, mm. all trying to catch Pokemon while the residents of the area are throwing water bombs at them. That's it's, right. You know, yeah. it, it makes for a good headline, makes for some great photos. Get off uh, my lawn, you damn kids. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't me, I promise you. I don't live in Rhodes. Um, the, you know, the, I can see you on a rocking chair out the front of yeah. <laughs> with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. The challenge of all these things is longevity, right? And so the fact that someone somewhere today is playing Pokemon Go. Yep. For, for whatever reason compels these people. And if you're one of those people, listeners, uh, I apologize in advance for, for wondering really what you're for, doing. For being so out of touch. Yeah. There, well, there's yeah. that. <laughs> um, look, I, you know, 
the challenge is, is this, is this going to be ongoing? Is this a flash mm. in the pan? Mm. If you'd bought a Beanie Baby or a Yo-Yo or something else, yeah. at the time, you couldn't get enough Yo-Yos. Or remember marbles back in the day? I, I had a pet rock. <laughs> before, right, before phones, we actually had marbles, as you might recall. <laughs> I had a big bag of them. They were great. I've lost my marbles. <laughs> Some would say I never had mine in the first place. I've got a bag somewhere. Look, um, you know, if, if, this is, if this has longevity, either... So, look, there's two ways that Nintendo can make money here and investors can make some cash. The first is if, if Pokemon Go becomes this game that our kids and our kids' kids play, there's going to be a heap of money made yeah, from Pokemon totally. Go. Yep. The other option is that Nintendo manages to turn itself from primarily a console maker with some games like yep. Mario Kart and yep. Super Mario Brothers yep. into a fully-fledged games house. Mm. So mm. think about movie studios. Movie mm. studios put out dozens of movies a year. Yep. They know some are going to flop, some are going to hit, but if you yep. get the formula right for a great movie, yep. and anyone who's seen a sequel of Die Hard knows the formula is pretty clear, let alone other movies. Right. Once Rocky, you get the Rocky, formula, probably Rocky the number classic. 84 or something yep. with Sly in a wheelchair, yep. once you get the, 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 the formula right, you've found a product, a, a topic, a concept mm. that people want to watch and frankly, yep. action movies are at the very top of that list, rom-coms are another. These are very formulaic things. Now, mm. the studios go to a great length to make it not seem formulaic, so you feel like you're seeing a different movie, yep. but they're all kind of the same sort of thing, yep. right? The bad guy gets knocked down at the in the first aid and the plot moves on mm-hmm. he finds a sidekick they save the world they ride off into the sunset only to be confronted next sequel with something else right, right. Um, rom-coms are the same right guy loses girl guy tries to get girl back guy gets girl yep. the formulas are very clear if you can get that right and do it enough the occasional movie or in this case game will be a bomb yep. but you'll actually manage to get more hits Yeah. and so the likes of Candy Crush as you mentioned Andrew yep. um, you know these types of games once you get the formula right you can keep doing more and more of it mm. so for Nintendo to be worth anything like the sort of money that the share price has been bid up to in the last week it needs to either make Pokemon Go some sort of really super long hit yep. with sequels and other things going on. And frankly, yep. when you get people to pay They're good an amount that. of money, They've done that right, with, exactly. with Mario and his brother. Yeah. I, Pokemon itself is 22 years old. Yep. So the concept yep. is, the brand is certainly lasting. Yep. If you can turn that into, into a social gaming phenomenon mm. and keep it going, yep. either with the same game or newer games, yep. then you'll make a lot of money. If okay. this really is Nintendo saying we've arrived, and frankly, this is their first big mobile game. Yep. If they manage to arrive with this, then that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. But, but, the chances of them actually having done that when there's literally thousands of other game makers out yeah. there. And it's still early guaranteed. days. It's still exactly. early days. Exactly. We, have to, we have to move on, but just quickly, we have to also remember Nintendo's been here before. They've, they've, they've had huge success and then they've fallen away. Then they've pulled another rabbit out of the hat, roared up again, and right. then that, and that's died away. Right. And that's, I guess that's the point you're making. These businesses have to continually pull that rabbit out of the hat or sustain one of the rabbits that they pull out for, for a long enough time. Um, and I guess as we made in the first seg- the point we made in the first segment, the price you pay matters. And after a 70% surge, chances are you've missed the boat there. Spot on. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Speaking uh, of paying for things, I noticed that we had a coffee before we, we came up here, Scott. And, and I think just, I to be, just to be, you did. Yes. But I think you were pretty keen to because <laughs> you, you wanted to show off your, your latest toy. What was Sprung. that? Sprung. Speaking of apps on phones, I downloaded Android Pay yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Android Pay, many listeners may know it's uh, similar to the Apple Pay idea, the whole idea of the the PayWave kind of card idea. Mm. There's a chip in the back of my phone. I've got a a Google Nexus uh, chip in the back of the phone. I can walk up to a little PayWave machine, tap the phone and walk away. Job done. Don't have to press a button. Don't have to put in a pin number. Just pay my 20 bucks or whatever it was after you ordered an omelet and other things because I was paying. Um, and, And walk away. And it was just really, really cool, really simple, really easy. And quite frankly, you know what? We are a bit, we are gadget geeks. I'll speak for you on that on that on that score. Sure, guilty. Um, it's it's fun. It, it's yeah. kind of cool to be able to pull your phone out, pay with your phone, 
I could have used a card. It feels as though it's free too, doesn't well, it? I haven't actually taken kind of any cool. money it's, out of you my know, life. You feel like you're, you're achieving something <laughs> sad is my life. Which is probably the danger of it, really. Exactly. So, so what, I'm loading up some cash onto Google, am I? Or how, how does this work? Well, here's the beauty of it. Like Android, like Apple Pay, I should say, and others, you simply load up your credit card to their, to their app. Yep. And when you pay with Android Pay, you're just paying on your credit card as easily if you've taken the credit card out of your pocket and tapped it itself. So what's in it for Google? Nothing. Other than they don't, more they don't clip the ticket on. They the, don't. Funnily enough, Apple what? does. Google doesn't, and that's why ah. Apple's had much uh, much tougher time getting people to sign up for Apple Pay because the banks don't want to share their, their cut with anyone else. Right. Android basically say, "Hey, we just want you to use our ecosystem. We want yep. to make our phones more attractive to users. Yep. More attractive to businesses. We want to grease the wheels of commerce. That's what because we want you to use the phone, use the ecosystem, jump into Android. I see. That's the that's the goal. That's the goal, and, and quite frankly, it works. Yeah. Well, they do a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff, don't they? Google. If they just give the, like Google Maps, for example. I mean, how wonderful. Is that doesn't cost a cent. Gmail, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Google Cal, oh, you, you right. name it. You yep, know, yep. but it's got, it's got benefits exactly. for them, right? Well, I'm going to keep an eye out for that one. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to do it so I can buy you breakfast <laughs> next week. If you have an Android phone, at, Android phone at home, just go to Android Pay, hit enable. It yep. will change. Well, it won't change your life. It's just good fun. But it, it, can I do it with every bank though? Not yet. Okay. Uh, a large number of banks. Uh, I'm with the ANZ and a credit union. Both mm. of those are okay. I know you're with Combank and they haven't got that yet. Yep. Westpac's on there, I think. So it'll, it'll happen as sure as night follows. So day. the interesting thing about it is that this isn't this. We've talked a lot about disruption on this podcast. Right. This is this a is this a disruption for the banks? Is the traditional banking model in jeopardy? Not yet, but this is the thin end of the wedge. You right. think about Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal itself. Yeah, these are systems that are either going to bypass the banks or take a cut of the bank's profits. You forgot to mention Bitcoin, otherwise. by the way. Oh, not Bitcoin again. <laughs> That's, of, we're going to talk about that one week. Oh, I hope not. Listen, no, yeah, okay. I, look, I, yeah, back in your cave, back in my cave. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, it, 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 banks have traditionally been the only way you could, the only people you could use as an intermediary. Yep. If I wanted to pay you, I could like pay you cash. Yep. Or deposit money in your account. I could use the credit card or I could not. There are ways of doing these things, but it's harder to do um, that using just the bank's own own systems. So it was, it was the only way you could do it. Yep. Now you've got so many other options. Mm. Quite frankly, the bank the bank's role as an intermediary of payments is going away very, very quickly. You can mm. use PayPal and never use a bank again. Yeah, right. There's Bitcoin, as you mentioned. I'll, hopefully we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going there's, to talk about that. There's Android Pay, there's Apple Pay, and there will be, uh, there'll be dozens and dozens more. Yeah. There's people like Square, one of the payment providers in the oh, US. Right. You can now put a yep. chip in your phone yep. and use that to take credit card payments. Like yeah, this, The cool. whole thing is changing dramatically. Cool. The banks used to have a stranglehold on that. Like Cab Charge did with taxis, it is very quickly breaking down. Technology is making it much harder for them to keep that stranglehold on payments. Yeah, we'll stay on that. That's going to be a really interesting story that unfolds. Listen, Scott, we, we better call it a day. It's been, uh, it's been a good run, but look, always, uh, thanks for your insights. Thank you, Andrew. I look forward to seeing you on the street trying to catch a Pokemon. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen any day now. <laughs> that, that'll be because I've had a few more drinks, not because I'm trying to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> right. Fools, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we've always, we always have a blast in, in talking to you. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Full on. Full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.